Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM, let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Trickeration, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to another episode of Trickeration, the number one podcast about deception in sports, also the only podcast about deception in sports. Schemes, scams, hoaxes, trick plays, pranks. If there was any sort of interesting trickery involved, you can bet we are looking into it. As always, I'm your host, Matt, bringing you these honest stories about dishonest acts each and every week. Last episode was an interview with Gary, who, as a New York City kid, ran a five-year scam pretending to be a Sports Illustrated for Kids reporter to score interviews with some of the most famous athletes in the world. And there's a whole archive of this kind of nonsense, so poke around and catch up on anything you may have missed. And this week is the Hollywood episode with not one, but two tales involving celebrity A-listers and sporty B-listers and the pros and cons of an impersonation done well. I don't know nothing about sports. I didn't know anything about basketball. I knew Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and that's it. Le- LeBron, LeBron. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. This is an Israeli man named Erez. And while I'm not sure how this claim is verified, his Instagram lists him as the world's number one Johnny Depp impersonator. This is pretty much my experience with the mother Ozen. In 2012, when I came to Hollywood, my hair was long. I always had jewelries. Then I always had my style that I guess people liked. I don't think I looked like Johnny Depp then, but people freaked out. And I was like, oh shit, this is Hollywood. And I actually built the character called Hollywood Johnny Depp. Everywhere I go, I was dressed up, you know, full on Johnny Depp. My beard was like how he have, my hat, my clothes, my makeup, everything was like Johnny Depp. It's so funny because normally these celebrity impersonators look like the people, but their voice is totally different. But even if you didn't look like Johnny Depp, you sound just like him. You have the same voice. Um, this is the way I talk. My accent is like because of the Israeli language. So I have the accent and the mumbling and my deep voice. So when 
we speak, we have the same tones, and this is what makes people think I'm Johnny Depp. Everywhere I go, I get the attention. Of course, I was younger, so I did like the attention, the fame, the girls. Some places treat me like a celebrity, free stuff, free alcohol, free food. They give me security of the place to sit next to me so people don't come to ask for photos. I mean, I got the attention that every person wants to get as a impersonator or even a celebrity. So it was fun, you know. And how did it work with girls who would think you were Johnny Depp at bars and around town? Lots of girls, they gave me numbers, they asked for my number, called me, texted me, invited me to hotels. Like they said, you look like the most handsome, sexy, whatever. And did they want to hook up with you because they thought you were Johnny Depp or because they were just getting off on someone who looked so much like Johnny Depp? The second one. I never told people I'm Johnny Depp. I never was in a character of Johnny Depp. I just was dressed up as Johnny Depp. Some girls like the idea that I do look like Johnny Depp. They know I'm not Johnny Depp. But not everyone who met him knew Hollywood Johnny Depp was not the real thing. Most famously, a certain NBA all-star. We go back to an August L.A. night on the Sunset Strip in 2014. So my agency sent me to a restaurant of Mr. Chowan. Sunset. It's like a fancy restaurant. And I was there filming to full a pop singer from Japan. His name uh, Yamapi. He's like the top Japanese idol, like Justin Bieber here. Anyway, so the production from Japan came and this Japanese idol, they took him to a restaurant to try American food. And they told this idol, Johnny Depp is over there. And then he came to talk to me. And I did a good job, I guess. And I tricked him. And when they ended the film, we went outside and I saw lots of TMZ. I didn't know if it's because of me, because I was on TMZ a few times, or it's because of the Japanese idol. In a scene made for TMZ, milling in the same crowd outside the restaurant, were Hollywood Johnny Depp, Japanese Justin Bieber, and the Raptors' DeMar DeRozan, celebrating his 25th birthday with family and friends. The TMZ reporter starts to stir the pot with the four-time NBA All-Star. Yo, DeMar, what's up, man? Happy birthday, sir. Did you know that Johnny Depp came to your birthday party? The camera whips around, and Erez, about 15 feet away, gives a half wave. DeRozan is legit excited. Johnny Depp, my man! <laughs> the reporter, fully aware this isn't the real Johnny Depp, keeps stirring with DeMar. The six foot six DeRozan ambles over to shake hands with Erez, wearing a white Panama hat, sunglasses at night, a spitting image of Depp. Um... Ben, he wanted to take a photo with me. And I'm like, okay. So we took photos together and we took pictures. We hang out over there a little bit out of the restaurant. And when they asked me, who is your favorite basketball player in the NBA? I was like, he's on the NBA. So him, because again, I don't know nothing about sports. I don't know the Mount DeRozan. I don't know he's in the ABA. I didn't know anything about basketball. It wasn't like to meet... Gerard Butler, um, Mark Wahlberg, like big stars that I actually know. Like he was more excited to meet me, I guess, than I was excited to meet him. After the camera was turned off, everybody went home. And then like 
he was writing me, yo, dude, it was so amazing to meet you. And I was like, thank you. Good luck in the games. And then like five days later, he posts a picture of me and him. Immediately, some of DeRozan's over 2 million Instagram followers flood the comments, informing him he's been duped. He took the picture off and then he wrote me like, yo, man, what you did is bad because I was so excited. I thought I got to meet Johnny Depp. And I remember I wrote him like, look, man, you're awesome. Happy birthday. I'm happy we met and hang out that night. Um, don't forget it's Hollywood. You never know what you see, something like that. And did you feel bad at all about having tricked him? No, because I did not trick him. I never said I'm Johnny Depp. You know, I know when to say it and when not. This is my job, you know? Like your job to be a basketball player, my job is to be Johnny Depp lookalike. So I didn't feel like I need to tell him, yo, guys, I'm not Johnny Depp, because you know what? They enjoy the night. Why to ruin this for them? I know that they could go home happy. They met Johnny there. If they figure it out later, good job. I guess he got upset, but what can I do? We shift to another story involving actors and athletes and impersonations so good that audiences everywhere were fooled. Telling this story is Steve Conway, a UCLA Bruins golfer from 2000 to 2004. Being at UCLA, we would see a bunch of celebrities over the years. A lot of these celebrities, they're obsessed with playing golf. And when we were practicing at the courses, a lot of them would want to come over and try to pick our brain. And, and for us, it was kind of cool to be sitting there, you know, college student, just hanging out with a couple of celebrities, having kind of a regular conversation. So who was coming over? Oh, there, there was a bunch. Uh, Kurt Russell was one that was pretty funny. Everybody grew up trying to hit the, the ball picker, right? The guy in the little cage trying to pick up all the balls. And that was always fun, trying to hit a moving target. There was one afternoon, right as the sun was starting to set, sometimes the deer would come out of the hills. And all of a sudden, he starts trying to hit the deer with the golf balls, like it was hunting or whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't know if we should be doing that. <laughs> In 2003, pre-production was starting on a golf movie set in 1913 about the first amateur to win the U.S. Open. A 20-year-old named Francis Wiemet. Cast to play Wiemet was Shia LaBeouf. But there was one problem. LaBeouf had never picked up a golf club before. So um, I believe Mark Frost, he's the guy that wrote the book, The Greatest Game Ever Played. And I think he called our coach and said, hey, you know, we're going to make this movie and Shia needs some help trying to look like a professional golfer. Our coach asked us to, you know, kind of mentor him and try to help him out. And, you know, we were willing to spend some time with them. And I mean, it wasn't much skin off our back. And how well known was Shia LaBeouf at this point? At the time, none of us knew who he was. But then I told my sister and she knew who he was. She's like, oh, my gosh, he was on the Disney Channel. That's so cool and all this stuff. So the, the day comes, um, the first time we met Shia, and he met us over on the chipping green over at uh, Mountain Gate Country Club. And I think he was 15 or 16 years old at the time, but he was pretty short, like young and kind of scrawny kid. He was kind of like pimple-faced and kind of just looked out of place. He didn't even really have like golf clothes on. I think he had like some cargo pants on. And we start talking to him and we're like, okay, let's you know see you try to hit a ball and see kind of what, what's our starting point. Shia places the ball on the tee. He grips the club and takes a swing. 
Describe for me what Shia LaBeouf's swing looked like when you first saw it. <laughs> it just looked very unathletic and, and weak. <laughs> like I said, it was somebody who had never played baseball before, never been, um, <laughs> never done anything athletic. And Shia, I don't think, had ever played a sport before. He literally looked like the least athletic person I have ever seen. We kind of look at each other and like, they already gave this guy the role. Like, you're telling me the auditions are done? So we sit there for five minutes trying to teach him. And we're like, oh, my God, this is hopeless. And we're just like, you know, we need to talk to Mark Frost and say, hey, you're going to be in a way better spot if you just try to teach the pro golfer how to act. There's no way you can teach this actor how to look like a golfer. Like, this is going to be impossible. You know, <laughs> it's going to probably ruin the movie. We were all convinced, like, this is going to be a disaster. The Bruin golfers relayed their concerns to Frost and a producer of the film. And they said the, the one thing was the ball is uh, like a CGI ball. He might hit a golf ball, but they edit it out and they edit in the ball through the computers and stuff. So he didn't have to hit a good shot. He just had to swing and look like he had hit the shot. And even that, we were like, oh, this isn't going to look good. Golf is a tough sport and there's a hard thing to fake. Unless you grew up playing the game, it's pretty hard to come off as kind of a natural. There's no way to hide it. Over the years, there have been a few movies portraying golfers, Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore. But the most notable attempt by a Hollywood actor portraying a seasoned pro was Kevin Costner in the 1996 film Tin Cup. But you can flat out tell that he's not a professional. It just doesn't come off as, as very authentic. And there's a lot of things, like I said, about coming off authentically as a golfer, even the way that you tee the ball up, the way that you pick the ball out of the hole. You can just kind of tell if somebody's used to doing that or if it's kind of a, a new <laughs> a new thing. And how much time did you guys end up spending with Shia? So I can't even remember how long it was that we first met with him, but I think it was, he maybe stayed there for an hour and took a few videos of us hitting balls just to see like our pre-shot routine and, and stuff like that and, and asked questions. He came up and watched us play a tournament at Stanford's golf course. He had a little camcorder and took little videos that he said he was going to go back and study. And as you know, golfers kind of have uh, certain mannerisms, just kind of the way they stand there, the way they lean up the club. And so he was going to try to basically impersonate some of our mannerisms. Despite the Bruins golfers' concerns, production of the film went ahead with Shia in the lead role. About two years later, the movie came out and a few of us on our team watched it. We didn't think there was a prayer of this looking normal. And we were like, holy cow, they actually did an incredible job of making it look authentic. And it was actually one of the better done golf movies that I've seen. And, and I would consider myself a pretty big skeptic on a lot of the golf movies that are out there. Once he was out there with the knickers and the, I think it's the Tam O'Shanter hat. It looked incredible. It was like a miracle of Hollywood. In interviews promoting the film, Shia credited the UCLA golf team with helping him kick off his training, which he said lasted seven hours a day, seven days a week for six months. He did a great job. And it goes to show you, I think he's actually a pretty professional actor and was able to mimic these things. And, you know, the fact that he set out on a mission to try to look like a better golfer is pretty impressive. So a uh, test, testament to him for pulling it off. 
And in a delightful press nugget after the film, Shia took aim at another famous actor for his portrayal of a pro golfer. Said LaBeouf, no golfer is like Bagger Vance because Matt Damon trained two weeks to get his swing correct. All right, that is it for today. Thank you to Erez and Steve for sharing their stories. Thanks to the Trickeration Nation for listening and sharing the episodes with people who like this kind of thing. And don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for future apps, please hit the tip line at trickerationnation at gmail.com or follow along on Twitter and Instagram at Trickeration. And as we do every week, we check in with the legend Chris, Mad Dog Russo. Chris, how'd we do this week? Maddie, good job. Keep up the good work, pal. Thanks, Chris. All right. Talk to you next week. Trickeration is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.